you have emerged as this competitor with so much soul. It surprised both of us. Thank you. It feels good the second time around. I will tell you that. Well, it feels like the first time, actually. Absolutely true. Yeah. It's like a breath of Jesus right now. <laughs> have you been surprised since your transition who emerged from this cocoon? When I was little, I had to deny the feminine parts of me. Then when I started my transition, I felt like I needed to deny the masculine parts of me so I can own my femininity. Once I transitioned, I realized who I am runs way deeper than the outside. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. You've hit the spot that every human ascended master realizes, is that you are everything. I probably wouldn't be the person I am today had I not had that opportunity from you. And you're one of the first people I ever seen like a real star in person. You were touring for Star Booty in your purple dress, your big white Afro wig. And I was just gagging, I'm like, that's your mom. And you're to me everything a star should be. You shared everything that you've earned and worked for, and you're sharing that with the world. To have that power means nothing if you're not able to help people. And if I can be just happy, of that. Well, you know, that's very kind of you to say, and I really hear what you're saying and I appreciate it. But I, I want you to also know that you sharing your story and your sweet, soulful heart is your gift. That is helping so many people. You have no idea. I appreciate that. And I thank you so much. Good luck, sweetheart. Thank you for having me here. This was a pleasure. Thank you, my love. Well, huge congratulations to Drag Race's second trans winner, Kylie Sonique Love Hewitt, Michelle Geller Lang. This was, I mean, this clip is, for me, is when I kind of knew she was going to win. Oh, I mean, you know, when RuPaul said all almost all season that there was a game within a game, that was not some lip sync palooza that happened a couple episodes ago. The game within the game is what comes out of that conversation is, is Kylie being like, I figured it out. I figured out the little mm. thing. I figured out I was wearing the, the, the ruby red slippers the whole time. Mm -hmm. I figured out the life lesson. And like, I think, you know, to that's what RuPaul is really looking for. You know, like deep down, if, if he's going to start bringing up terms like the ascended masters, it's like... Bitch, you know he lives, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you know he lives, you know she lives, you know they live. Yeah. You know, we all live. Yeah. 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 So we all live. And, and yeah, I agree. I think that it was abundantly clear from this conversation that, oh, yeah, you won. This is it. This is how you win Drag Race is not by the fiercest looks or the best lip syncs or the funniest performances, but it's like, it's it's when you find these like life lessons that are not really part of the game. So it's mm. you know what I mean. It's like you kind of also have to like, come prepared with that win. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. T to be able to tell that story right. in a sobering way. Right. To be able to articulate it throughout the season and w then again at the end with RuPaul. I just think all of her talking heads and in the workroom. Kylie is consistently, has been consistently talking about, like, I can't believe I went home ninth 11 years ago, and now here I am, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a journey there, and if you can't really talk about that journey in a positive way, in one that, you know, where the on-ramp goes up, then... If you can't do that, then you, you kind of miss the point. You know, you didn't get the RuPaul fingers. That's it. Right, you know? right. You want to get the that's it. Yeah. And and it's, I mean, the thing is, before watching this episode, I did stumble on the spoiler that she won. And so it was hard for me to tell if it was abundantly obvious from just the episode's edit that Kylie was going to win or if it was just because I knew, because I felt mm. like between this moment some of the other talking heads and then the challenge itself, I was just like, Oh my gosh, like this is Kylie's race to win. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you said you had stumbled on a spoiler as well. Like how, yeah. yeah. So, so I saw two spoilers, but I didn't, they didn't really register to me as spoilers because I was like, 
well, but Ginger is going to win. Right. I was just so sure in my head that Ginger was going to win because she did well all season and it matched with the the track record. Like, I just thought that the show was kind of going to going to go kind of squeaky clean like how they were voting right um not to take anything away from kylie's ascending reign but it, i just in my head i was like oh no no ginger's winning and so when i saw the spoilers i thought it was just kindness or you know fandom and i also just like scrolled right past it right like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't something that I focused on because I didn't want spoilers. Um, and then when I was watching it at Scandals, it was like, uh, this was happening. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, my God. She's going to win. <laughs> yeah, it really. I mean, I think if we if you had just looked at this as a challenge that wasn't the final challenge, she would have won this week. So, I mean, in terms of the performance itself, it was like, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, you think Kylie won the rap challenge? That, yeah. The, or the, this, no. Yeah. No, Raja did. Raja did. Hands down. Oh, she. Hands down. Her verse was the only one with like substance. The only one that took this is our country, you know, like the, the, the concept of that and turned it on its head and made something really powerful. I think that's great. But I also think, and this comes up as a note I have later, this kind of comes up against RuPaul's brand of patriotism and like what this is selling because i feel like in a way i feel like i'm wondering why rupaul is going country i feel like it's kind of like oh Oh, there's an audience i haven't tapped like you know Mm. (laughs) let me quote tweet casey musgraves and see what she's doing you know or or Um, walker hayes mary or maybe meet up with walker hayes at an applebee's maybe split an oreo shake i don't know just get two straws two straws you know one check girl i got you got you yeah um i don't know Um, uh but no i i i just have to i don't know i i okay so that is that's a fair point but if we're thinking about like you have whatever it was, four to eight bars to to do something, the impact of Raja's verse was way higher in the moment and on second watch than certainly Ginger's, who sounded great. Certainly Eureka's because it was like Queen of Scots. I, I also didn't really... It was like she was just like, feed the homeless, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, okay. And then Kylie's, I don't, I don't even really remember. Um... It's it's Raja's that I think rose to the moment. I think the substance was certainly there with Raja's. I just get this feeling that what they wanted from these queens and like what they were doing, it was like, okay, we're already doing this RuPaul version of country. Don't now you're gonna do rap. It's like no, we're trying to do like, you know, I, I just felt like they were trying to create something different, and I felt like the queens, like. It felt to me that Ginger and Sonique were the closest to what they were expecting from the queens. And then Eureka and Raja certainly, you know, went kind of in their own direction. I, I, I felt like it came down to, like, what they praised the most was, like, you you looked the part. You were the most twang. I felt like that was the winning, mm. the winning thing was you were the most twang. And so it was like, are we looking for the most substance or the most twang? And if it's the most twang, then Kylie won. I I hear that I I it was a it was I think Jamal Sims talked about how it was you know country and hip hop and I so I I don't think the rap was out of place at all I think they kind of expected that and I don't know I guess f- from my subjective lens Raj's verse was the best and then I'm hearing your point if if it's about RuPaul's country and uh, country genre, rather. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's that that she wants, probably. But, I mean, I, it, it comes down to the question, like, was this decision to crown Kylie about track record or the final challenge or just that lip sync? Um, I don't know. I it, What I loved about this ending, and, you know, when, pe- when I asked uh, on Instagram... I was like, you know, were you happy with the result? Um, about two-thirds of the people were happy with the result. And the third that was not, basically, they all DM'd and were like, uh, well, I wasn't happy with the result, but I'm happy for the winner. And I think that is notable 
when you think of how the season was constructed. It seemed very um, constructed that they had a top four that everybody would kind of be fine with. It, mm-hmm. well, maybe maybe not Eureka because she came back into the competition, but um, it if you have a top four where, yeah, I like them all, then it's not going to be... It's not going to be this, you know, upset. Well, and which, I, I, yes, and what raises the question then is like to that point, was there really any conflict this season? Was anyone really being that like shady or strategic? Was there re- other than maybe a momentary like misunderstanding? I feel like not only you know whether it was the queens or the or the editing or whatever um yeah i don't think we were given anybody to dislike and if anything right. i feel like for example someone like silky who a lot of people or raja who a lot of people came into the season disliking or you know hating because that's rational they were then given like such profound redemption this season mm. that like you really kind of couldn't come out of it I mean, I guess you could retain your feelings about Serena, but like, who's still holding on to their feelings about Serena? You know, move on. I hope nobody. Yeah, yeah moveon.org. Yeah, yeah. let her make uh, her way. Get those emails every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. This season was very successful in providing a platform for all the queens positively. I think mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a notable season. Um, I think it's one of the best All Star seasons. If I can just go out on a limb there, Miss Watson, no. and say that I, it was one of the better All Star seasons because it, it even even if the queens themselves kind of constructed the top four, it it didn't matter. Everybody looked good, um, and. The only exception to that, because you're like, oh, there was no shadiness. The only shadiness was RuPaul and Jan, right? I mean, I just have to call that out. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, that's, you know, uh, that's a whole other genre of, like, whatever that was. I mean, that's... Whatever that was. Every once in a while, it's like, "Mm, I'm bored. I need someone to play with, you know? (laughs) The vendettas come through. Yeah, fetch me a play thing. Yeah. (laughs) Jan, that'll Um, do. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I mean, by far, Silky's redemption, you think of Raja's redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Kylie's beautiful arc over 11 years. Um, yeah. And even Ginger, Ginger had, had a wonderful run. Eureka was also, you know, not really well liked by a lot of the fans um, until we're here, but that wasn't on Drag Race. Um, I don't know. I think I think they did a really great job. Uh, the one, the obviously my biased opinion, the one who I wished could have gotten to this top four uh, was Trinity, um, and and it didn't matter because Trinity has her platform. I think we all know that. You know, if you think about the success of like Shangela and Kennedy and and all these people that did not win their seasons of All Stars, I mean, it's not like they're they they went on to do great things. So it it definitely it it doesn't matter in terms of how successful you could be afterwards, certainly. And I think, you know, uh, yeah, in terms of the top four, in terms of whether it's redemptions or just ending with a you know. Um, you know, a maintained positive point of view. Like, yeah, I mean, even myself, someone who uh, needed to kind of grow to love Eureka at this point, I'm like, yeah, I really, I appreciate her. I get her. I feel like, for example, you know, her final speech on the runway, I was like, that was real. That was really real. And I was so impressed because that's, I think at that moment in particular, it's hard to not give a produced speech. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I think she's just telling the truth here. And so, uh, that was that was great to see, and yeah, I mean, certainly with Kylie, it's interesting. Not only was there the the long narrative from season two to All Star six, but like it's kind of ironic. Even in All Star six, early in the season, she's given a note to speak up, and she said, "Oh, well, the thing is, when I speak up, I get really country." And by the end of the season, how does she win? She wins by getting really country. So. I mean, yes. I'll tell you, 2021 is not the year for patriotism. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, like, Well, and that's why Raja's... <laughs> I agree. I right. No, no. And I agree with you. Listen, I am not disagreeing that Raja's is probably the most accurate and probably the only one I really want to hear. Yes. 
Like, I am not interested in this apple pie nonsense that RuPaul keeps pushing. Like, <laughs> I'm just not. And so I appreciate what Raja was doing, but I think Kylie got the assignment, I think, of what they were looking for. Okay. I'm. Yeah. I. I yeah. It's, it's hard because you think about, you know, they have this top four. Who are they going to pick? And at the end of the day, it has to come down to just long game storylines. Like mm -hmm. it, it, they they could have edited Ginger to win this episode. They could have. Yep. If, if it was Eureka who won, we would have found reasons to, you know, say that Eureka won. Same with Raja. And I so and that's what I think is also very notable about this top four. They didn't even narrow it down to a top two. They kept it the top four and had them all lip sync to the Lady Gaga. And I don't know. I, uh, it, it's, it's very, at this point, it's just very subjective. And they're all, it, it, I, it sounds so trite, but they're all winners, right? At the end, they're all winners. If you look about how much money they all won over the course of the season, they're all winners. I mean, Ginger, not for nothing, I think is walking away with something like $65,000 in lip sync money. Mm -hmm. So uh, not bad. Now, my question to you is, we both, I think, went through the season expecting Ginger to win, regardless of who he wanted at certain points, seeing this as Ginger's, uh, uh, I wasn't say campaign to win. You know what I mean? Uh, competition to win. So mm. why do you think she didn't win in the end? I think... I think Kylie's story is just so much more compelling um, and it fits it just fits that narrative that RuPaul is consistently touting and right up to the final lip sync where it's like if you falter you roll out of it yeah and you and, and then you pose you know and I just feel like with the talk about you know emerging from the cocoon ascended masters um, just the fact that her entrance line Mary was ooh girl you got female is such a again just like a full circle moment yeah to calling out something that was very problematic back in season six right i just think that 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 became the theme of the season was not just redemption but then transcendence and while all these top four had it with ginger i feel like it was just another way for her to be successful, another reason for her to show that she is a phenomenal queen. And at the end, she didn't necessarily need the win. Yeah, it'd be another feather in her in her cap. Like she she certainly could have won this season. I feel like the way they kind of justified it in the narrative was like, well, sometimes it's a little too polished and you know, I, I think there's often a moral in this that you can't want to win too much. Which is, mm -hmm. I, I think, is, is, is tricky because I think that Ginger, I get it. Like, I think in terms of the storytelling challenge, I think it's a valid point of, like, it can't sound canned. And, you know, I saw this clip from Bob and Thorgy are doing their, like, recap of the season, I think. And, and I hadn't thought about this, but I guess it's valid. But Bob was like, can I just say something? He was like... Ginger's story about the shoes, I don't believe that it actually happened. Mm. And Thurgy's like, yeah, no, it definitely didn't happen. <laughs> and it's really, it's a really funny moment. And I hadn't really considered it. And I was like, oh, no, what if you're right? Oh, no. And I guess right. it exposed, like, maybe that is true that I... I wish that I got some more of those moments with Ginger like I got with Eureka in that speech at the end where it really felt mm -hmm. raw. And and so I could kind of see that critique, but it only showed up in like the last two, two episodes, you know? Yeah, I think the show in general from the start of the show loves scrappiness mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in finalists and maybe not necessarily the winner all the time because there have been just like, perfect winners but uh i think that rupaul and the, and the producers like they love scrappiness that they love because i think that's also the spirit of rupaul's drag right where it it's just kind of like i don't care what i have to do i'm gonna do it mm -hmm. i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna get there i i want the crown so bad and i'm gonna i'm just gonna do it and if yeah. i if i look a little messy it's okay because uh my passion is there my dedication is there and I, and and for me 
you know, you see the scrappiness in Kylie. Uh, you know, she hung around the whole time um, and was kind of the mom in the room and had this wisdom that always came through. And with Ginger, obviously she had wisdom, but it was it was reined in. There wasn't a lot of um, I, I, I hesitate to say heart, but that was, I could see that being kind of a critique. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it, it's interesting how, you know, yeah, RuPaul wants to see he wants to always know that there was a struggle there. He wants to know that, like, you're keeping your your lashes on with dried tears. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's that. It didn't look like Ginger struggled. Whereas yeah. with Kylie, there were there was some, you know. She certainly struggled in that acting challenge. We saw that, you know? Absolutely. And that's so interesting, right? Like, I think that idea that, oh, you need to, you got to show a little struggle on the show. And, mm. you know, it made me think that I I feel like as the show goes on and people get smarter and smarter about, like, how to play the game, I, and this isn't an indictment of anybody on the show, but just kind of a, a thought in general of, like, at what point, and when have we already seen this, at what point are queens producing vulnerability because it's, like, not it's not good enough to be good at everything because that can actually be not enough. Like, look at Rosé, you know? I mean, you get, like, what happens is you're polished at everything and then that becomes the problem. And it's like, shit, I need to manufacture some cracks. And I right. think once things turn that corner of, like, oh, no, now I need to, like, I need to ha- figure out how to, like, that's the next challenge, you know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, if you look at past winners, I mean, there are some queens that came through that just had a perfect run. You have Bob the Drag Queen, who I feel like just had a perfect, he was just the best at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, uh, you look at Aquaria. I don't think Aquaria, I mean, if anything, it was like, Aquaria, you're too perfect, right? But then she won anyway. And then you had, um, uh, if we're just doing all-stars, right? I. I feel like Trixie is a good example of someone who just didn't, it wasn't, it, she didn't have any of those moments on All Stars. Maybe on season seven, right? She yeah. talked about, you know, her name and whatever. But yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, like how much do you have to, you know, uh, kind of rip your chest open and expose your heart to win this competition? Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. It, and it's, and I don't know. I don't, it, it depends. Bianca never cried. You know, if we, if we based it on that, it's like if you look through all the seasons, you know, how many times did the winner cry? In Talking Heads, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, right. Is there right, a correlation? Right. Um, right. I, I, I think the editors and the producers are just opportunists, right? Mm-hmm. It's just if they f- see something emerging, they're like, "Oh, let's run with this." Yeah. And if it's not there, then it's not there. I, I, I would like to give them that grace. Certainly, that they're not going to be like, "Oh, we got a point. We got a moment where Bianca had something in her eye. Well, let's edit it in to make it look like she got emotional talking about a door." You know? Right, yeah. I don't right. think that that's happening, but uh, I think there's maybe like a little of that happening here and there, but not to that extent of like. Mis- I don't. Th- yeah, but, I just don't know. think that they. I don't think Colin that they are that they're discounting someone automatically because they're not crying is what I mean to say. Like if they find a winner like Bob, they're just going to run with the winner like Bob. Crying is just an example. I, I just mean, I think if we go back to this season, like with ginger where it's like, Oh, well, geez, you really, I mean, I don't want to say skated through this, but like, it just, you, you figured it out along the way. And like, if we didn't see the same scrappiness we saw with Kylie, where she had to really push herself to be, you know, in the acting challenge, or she had to, you know, last minute solve, you know, uh, uh, something with her look for the, for the witch look, you know, I think, um, or the drag tots look, excuse me. You know, I think that's interesting. Whereas like, Oh, is ginger getting penalized because she was able to get her look done in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I have a question for you because you asked me about Ginger. I wonder why they didn't crown, in your opinion, Raja. Why they didn't crown Raja. I I don't I will tell you this. I think they had to edit around how much she emptied the fucking tank in that lip sync <laughs> at the end. And I think they struggled with that because you could tell, you could tell mm. that she put on the best show. And I I think that Raja, like, I'm happy to almost give her the BSA of the season because she, or even maybe give her the Roxy Andrews Award for having a good fucking time the whole season. I think that 
that is a win. I I think that for Raja, if we were to think of like the narrative of this character in this season of a TV show, like the goal for Raja, like what she was meant to accomplish once once they got to Oz was a redemption of of her character as far as people saw her, you know? And mm-hmm. so we no longer remembered Raja being mean or confrontational or, you know, uh, villainous or robbing Scarlet in season 11. We remember her for being fun and funny and really, and making all her own looks and the queen of purple. And so it's like, that's it. That was... You know, that's your crown this season. So mm. um, I don't and maybe to your point, there wasn't a more compelling, larger narrative compared to Kylie's for giving her the crown. Because, yeah, you could have edited any one of them to win this season. So I think, yeah, there maybe just wasn't as much of an emotional payoff, you know, or maybe they accomplished the emotional payoff for Raja just in this like reputation redemption, you know. Okay. I mean, one thing that I I want to talk about Kylie's win uh, is the elephant in the room. And I'm not talking about Eureka. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the fact that it's the first trans winner on a U.S. drag franchise because I, it it needs to be reiterated that Kylie is the second one in the drag franchise world because Angelia Nang won season two. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, she's the second winner, um, but of the Drag Race first Thailand. in the yeah. of Drag Race Thailand. But mm-hmm. the first winner in a U.S. season is Kylie. What's interesting about this win to me, also, and then especially this clip of the week, which was I don't know twenty minutes ago, um, <laughs> twenty seven. <laughs> who's counting? Is is uh, Kylie talking about how how great RuPaul has been for her, um, and also helping her in her transition, and then just what RuPaul has done with her platform and sharing it with the world and, and helping people. Um, and then going on to crown the first U S trans winner, I, I, I think is, uh, I, I don't want to say that Kylie won because she's trans. Cause I don't think that's why she won. She's fucking fierce. That under boob cleavage is everything to me. Yeah. But <laughs> I think, yeah, a trendsetter. I've been doing it at home with much less success. Let me just tell you that up front. Yeah. And a, and a joy in the talking heads and bitch, you know, I live and mm-hmm. uh, just, just being a wonderful contestant, but it, it, it needs to be said that this was, this was a historic win because it marks a, it marks a, a, a time that RuPaul is kind of, or at least the show is really trying to put forth like, you know, what was said in that interview was one thing and now we're, we're doing something else. And I think that this is far more impactful than an interview, you know, than, I mean, I I just like, or an apology on, or an apology on Instagram. I think it's, and I think in terms of like, you know, cause I was thinking about, for example, watching this finale and that there's a whole, section of the final number where it's two big girls dancing and it's like well that's something that we wouldn't have seen many seasons ago uh where in the final four there's two big girls and it's not just because oh you know it's time for a big girl to win but because there's just that much representation in the cast and i think there's that sense of okay this season we had two trans girls and it's like you know, in last season we had a trans man, and I think it's like, and then expanding that further, and in what other ways, now that we move into, you know, the seventh season of All Stars and, you know, the 14th season of RuPaul's Drag Race, in what other ways can we, you know, e- expand people's understanding and definition of drag, and, um, and, and who, you know, and, and also not just drag, but also queer people, right? Like, I think there's also, to go back yes. to Eureka's speech, this isn't just about making sure that all forms of drag are represented. I think it's also about all different, you know, variations of queer people are represented and are celebrated. And I think... Yes. Um, so I think, you know, yeah, I think that this is great. I don't think that Kylie won just because she's trans, but I think it's... I think when you think of the canon of winners, I like that there's a representation in that winner's hall, you know, hall of fame, you know, among the main stage winners and franchise winners and all-stars winners, uh, that there's a, a trans girl in there. I think, you know, that's awesome. Or another trans girl in there, I should say. And for me, I just, God, it feels like such a, like a beautiful slap in the face to all of the assholes that are like, uh, trans girls can't 
be on Drag Race, right? Like there was so much rhetoric that was going around on that. And it's such bullshit. We know it's bullshit. And to have a winner and for the, the show to be like, no, y'all are wrong. Uh, like here's this perfect example of a drag queen who it doesn't matter that they're trans, but they're fucking fierce and, and live. Chances are there's a percentage of those people would say, well, the show is just doing that because they feel bad or it's just a sympathy pity. Of which, course. And you can't. Yeah. And it's like you got to just, you know, OK, that's cool. Fine. They would have uh, said that about Raja. They would have said that about a Eureka or Ginger. It, yeah. I, I've said this before. I think I said this, uh, you know, towards the, the finale of last uh, main season, season 13, that there's always going to be somebody that says, oh, Candy won because she's fat and got make one because he's trans and mm -hmm. uh, you know like there's always gonna be those people we just have to move on from that because it, it, it like okay and what like now what right i mean right. i, I <laughs> so and and this is more uh not a totally serious question but at least worth asking is like and how are your feelings on the fact that the all-stars hall of fame continues to be very blonde and white <laughs> Just saying. Oh, I know. No, I, know. I like. I, know. I am not being that person. I just thought, oh wow, oh, oh, that's. Uh, I guess I don't, right. don't have an answer to that one. Thin and white. Don't know. Thin and white. But it's like thin, blonde, and white. This yep. does not. No, you're absolutely right, Colin. Just because she's absolutely. trans doesn't mean she's not thin, blonde, and white. I mean, right, right. No, you're absolutely. So right. it's just something. <laughs> it's just right. a funny. Um, then there's you can that. Live in that. You can live in that world <laughs> yeah. and like get upset about this drag. Hall of Fame wall that doesn't that really doesn't exist. exist that doesn't exist <laughs> that doesn't like I remember like when Trixie when I remember her joking about like this this Hall of Fame and this kind of you know virtual reality like where does this exist and like it doesn't it exists in a montage yeah. in the opening credits <laughs> right. that we won't see anymore because the season's over you know right it exists if you want it to exist yeah and I think yeah. if you're if you're focusing on the winner I think you're missing the whole point of the show. Absolutely. It really doesn't matter. I, they've, uh, they that's have, a life lesson too, Mary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she won money, but that's great. You know, uh, as, yeah. as she said, as Lady Gaga in season two, money, honey. So it's all full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to White Lotus. Money, 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 money. Oh, yeah. Uh, I and mean, then there's that. Yeah. Money, 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 but money. You look at Shangela. Yep. Chandler didn't win All Stars. No. She was on three seasons of Drag Race, right? Yeah. Didn't win All Stars. Uh, she's a huge star. Huge. So, you know, the, the I don't know. I, I, you know, I think about Juju B, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't win. There's no, there's no Asian winner, right? It's just like, right. I mean, but, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's this stupid TV show and money, 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 money. But, and and I get it because you're right. You can put that lens on this, you and mm -hmm. and and it's just a lens. You can take it off and then celebrate this phenomenal performer. Yeah, and I think that someone like Ginger, for example, who I think should be on Broadway or should be in a musical or should be like you know have that large of a platform, it, it's probably going to happen anyway, and she'll make that money and she'll be fine. Like I feel like. Whatever she was going to do with the crown, she's going to do it anyway. Ditto Raja. Correct. Ditto Eureka. Ditto Jujubee last season and Cracker last season. And whatever Shay ended up doing, she was going to do anyway. It was probably a little bit mm -hmm. easier with that money. So, you know, I especially nowadays. So I think it's, um, you know, it's the funny thing about these, you know, especially with All-Stars, is that by the time you get to the last episode, the, there's only four of them left. The queens have run out of small talk. They've run out of all talk whatsoever. Right. There's nothing really left to, to kind of do except finish the final challenge. And usually at this point, we either, like last season, are very clear on who is going to win. So you're just kind of watching a victory lap. Or you're kind of fine with whoever wins. So it's like, all right, well, whatever. And so... I like that more. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I think that's a little more fun. Like I think... Um, Drag Race UK season two was a little bit like that of like, well, I would really be happy with any of them winning. So they're all mm -hmm, great. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, it does. I, I do think that the one thing I'll say about this episode is I do think that it ran out of a bit of steam. But I think they tend to at this point. Uh, yeah, I uh, for me, this episode was all about putting uh, a black drag queen, two big girl drag queens and a trans drag queen 
in very patriotic terms. And to me, that is RuPaul's punk. That's RuPaul's version of punk right now, of being like, no, we're here too, you fucking assholes, right? And mm-hmm. that's why that's why Kylie's runway, I thought, was just so pitch perfect for me. Um, and the critique of it, not it was a positive critique of it, was so right on. It's like, yeah, you're going to wear this jingoistic kind of attitude on your body, and it's actually subversive. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the finale, it's all these Southern queens, the fat, black, trans. Mm. I mean, it's certainly uh, even the fact that country is involved. There was there was something about all of this being like not what you expect from a drag race finale. So right. I thought that was cool. I think it was I think overall this was a really fun season. I, at first I was like, oh, no reunion. But I was like, nah, we kind of had a reunion. You know, we're done. Um, I don't need yeah. a reunion. There's nothing to talk about, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's nothing to talk about. That's right. Right. That's right. Uh, um, unless they, you know, get rid of their NDA, right? Like, right. Then there might be things to talk. Then about. Then maybe but... we can talk about some things. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I think yeah. if you're, you might want to just wait for the queens to get drunk at Roscoe's and you know, <laughs> catch up on on Reddit if you want to hear the girls catch up on what happened during All Stars Six. <laughs> Well, if ever there was a time to talk about therapy. And I do love to talk about therapy. I honestly don't know anyone who wouldn't benefit from it these days, myself included. I couldn't agree more, Mary. And it's super accessible now, thanks to BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. And with phone or video sessions available, scheduling a session is as easy as ordering a lovely cheese pizza just for me. And much like Selena, I love pizza. I also love that you can send a message to your counselor basically at any time and actually get a response. And if you want to change counselors, no problem. It's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. It's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy, and there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. I, uh, so, like, a couple of things that I love about this season is, number one, that Kylie won. I just, again, I just think it, it uh, it's so fabulous and unexpected. And I was gooped and gagged in the best way possible. Um, and we do still need to talk about that lip sync. But the other thing is, is that it, it's also Silky season, right? I just like, yep. it, like, that is the biggest surprise to me. And I love it so much. Yeah, I guess I would say that she probably is the BSA of the season because she got that, like that, that that's pretty significant. I think it'd be unfair to not give Silky BSA of the season. So I think it's going to be Kylie Sonique, Love Hewitt, Michelle Geller Lang won the crown. Uh, BSA of the season, Silky, the, the, you know, the good Reverend Dr. Sil- Silky Nutmeg Ganache. And then the Roxy Andrews award for having a good fucking time. Raja O'Hara. Oh yeah. She had a great fucking time. And, and, I don't know, exceeded all expectations for sure. Yeah. It was just, for sure. you know, she does it one more time in the last episode in the talking head, but she does it right at the camera where she kind of does that. Like, it's sort of like the was up face with her tongue out. She goes, wow. And she has like her hands up like a little T-Rex. Oh, and it's just this cute. thing that she does. And I normally don't like it, but it, you know, it grew on me that and the, Oh my gods. Oh my God. kind of grew on me by the end of the season. So uh, by the end of the season, I was like, Colin was right. It's I mean, much. you know, I just, I, I think after it like beat me down a few episodes ago, I was like, fine, just continue to, Oh my God, I can't control it. Oh my God. Oh my so God. one thing that, that, that will not grow on me. And I, uh, that is a promise is this finale song. Uh, this, I think, was probably the worst Drag Race finale song that I have heard. 
You know, I really appreciated when, what is it that RuPaul said? Oh, that's the best idea I've heard all day, Tanya. Tanya. Definitely. Tanya. It was like, I think you started calling her Tammy and then just was like, oh, Tanya. <laughs> it's a Tanya. Eh, that'll, whatever. Um, I, I am not a country music person. I don't know if you need to be to, to enjoy this, but I'm not. And that's fine if you are. But I, I, yeah, this wasn't my favorite, I have to say. But you know what? Most of the All-Stars numbers, like I'm picturing Monet and Monique and whatnot. I'm like, I don't remember that song either. So, Yeah, but I, I don't remember being like, ugh. Oh, sure. <laughs> Not only do you, yeah, I don't want to remember this song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know that's so harsh. And I, and this is, these are opinions, right? These but are like, opinions. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm magnifying them, really. But yeah. it, I was like, when I was sitting there watching it, I was like, Oh God! Uh, get to the Queen's verse, please. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I. It was a bit. It was a bit of a Ford Tough kind of commercial. Yeah, I. I guess it kind of was. Hard body. Yeah, yeah, hands on a hard body. Yeah. <laughs> I. Yeah, it wasn't for me. I, I. But more so, it just made me think about like, what? Why are we doing this, RuPaul? Is this a market that you? Someone told you to tap into. Uh, there's well RuPaul I think really likes country music. I do like, too. Yeah, but he's I don't think he's ever like made any country music. Well, there's that one song and I ain't no lady. That one that he danced with Andy Cohen on on season 10. Oh, <laughs> that is not fair of you to remind me of that song. <laughs> oh god, I hated that. Well, I ain't no lady. I, that's all I remember of it. But yeah, that's that's a country song. And isn't there? Did. Is it his or does he just do? A, isn't there something called Hard Candy Christmas? I feel like that's kind of country, isn't it? Hard Candy Christmas is uh, not a RuPaul song. It's not a RuPaul that's song. A, that's that is a country song. Okay, I feel like RuPaul must just like that song. Sure. No, that's yeah, and that's a good song. I don't know. I like Hard Candy Christmas. Um, yeah, I the 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 song itself. The other thing that was weird about it was that I didn't hear. Tanya singing I did not other than her turning on the radio at the beginning I feel like she was like all right Rue that's my stop I'm gonna get off here and then that was it no she did at one point because I remember I remember Raja lip-syncing to her and I was like oh there's Tanya oh yeah. Tanya Tanya sorry I keep calling her Tanya I know it's Tanya uh Tanya Pam Tillis Pam T yeah. yeah where was Pam Tillis I know. Where was Pam Tillis? Where was where was uh, the judge? That don't impress me much. Oh, Shania. You know. Yeah. Where was Shania? They should. Yeah. They could have had them all back. They could have had Shania, Winona, Tanya, Pam. <laughs> Were there any others that I've missed? Oh, Casey. Uh, uh, oh, what's Casey her name? Musgraves. Leanne Rhymes. Yeah. Oh, right. Totally. Uh, yeah. Um, they they could have done this. Yeah. Anyway. He's had a um, lot of country ladies on. I'll take it back. Dolly yeah, will never no, no. be on the show. She's made that clear. She has? Yeah. She did say that she's not interested in being on the show. I did not know that. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure. I believe it's never going to happen. So. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was Cher. Or maybe Cher was like, oh, right. I have to go on that show. Yeah. I think Cher's. She's trying to save elephants on Twitter. So you got one one thing at a time. Got it. Got it. Um, I I want to revisit Eureka's speech on the runway just because I think it is it, it if Eureka won, this would have been a huge reason why. Mm -hmm. But when she said, I don't fit in, I never have, but I fit in drag my heart, my costumes, these clothes, it's all custom made for me. I, yeah. I mean, I was like snapping and then she continued. She's like, but I'm so much better than I was. I'm not perfect, but I'm so much better than I was yesterday because I'm forever evolving. And I'm like this. I mean, did this come out? Did she, This was not memorized. I just feel like this was this is something to put on a tote bag or like put on an Instagram square. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I agree. I thought this was really beautiful. And I thought it was just and it was the kind of it kind of reminded me of, of her talking to Trinity of being like. I know this is just for fun and you're just flirting just for fun. Oh. And I, it, they're just, it feels like there are these moments of like Eureka, there's a level of self-awareness and like a level of emotional honesty. I think that I didn't expect from her that is mm. so refreshing and so mature. And I think is, I don't know. I mean, for, I, I think as much as, as you know, Kylie is getting all this praise for being 
you know, just, uh, you know, an ascended mistress, I feel like it's fair to say that Eureka, you know, this is someone who, yes, who is not only has like learned the lessons, but is like, listen, I'm not perfect. I still fuck up. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in being able to just like say that and not have it be an excuse, you know? Yeah, right. And I think it's one that, again, uh, not as, I, not to diminish her to a storyline, but it is a narrative that the show does push, right? Mm-hmm. We can't, we, we have to evolve. We have to be better than yesterday. That's the point. I mean, I think that's also so in line with like why it doesn't really, you don't have to win, you know, you don't have to win the, you don't right. have to win the season. It's just about like, wow, you made it to the end. Like that's, that's great. And you grew along the way and you had, you know, highs and lows. And, um, but then I think then to bring it to the final lip sync, you know, and you can trip on your, on your little shawl, but you know, how do you turn that into a gif, you know? Oh, well, Mary, I, <clears throat> this, I feel like is a point of, debate right because some could say that that role actually ruined her chance at winning right that that she slipped and it doesn't matter that she rolled she messed up Mm -hmm. and that that should have been points off but for me and i certainly see that perspective for me the perspective that i see it in is that the role is exactly what rupaul is talking about constantly that when you fuck up if you just roll out of it, you just turn it into something else, you pose at the end, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because it's how you handle it and it's what you do after it. And and it was just this perfect moment. It was kismet, poetic justice, whatever, that we've seen so many slips and falls on this runway. And Since season one, is, since Akasha, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. And they love when this happens. This is to be praised. Yeah. And that's and that's why, you know, it's not why Kylie won, but it's why it was so it was such a moment. The the bar went, oh, and then Uh it was it was this perfect little moment that they they stopped the music for Mary. Like, well, girl. We, we've seen this happen to Ariel Versace. We've seen this happen mm-hmm. to Pheromone. Oh, we have seen Farrah. Queens slip and stumble, you know, even all the way down to, you know, again, the very first lip sync, Pork Chop. She stumbles at one point in that lip sync, and that's kind of the mm. like, uh, yeah, she's definitely going home. So we've right. also been shown throughout the series that like if you stumble like yes there is the moral of like it's it's not about falling down it's about how you get back up again but like i think that's what the difference was was if you also look at all of those other stumbles those none of those queens saved them none of those queens they didn't recover from them even when trinity's wig came off earlier this season she didn't recover from it fast enough Mm -hmm. so the fact Mm -hmm. that Sonique, yeah, Kylie Sonique, Love Hewitt, Michelle Geller Lang recovered from it so well and so quickly. Like, that was, you know, uh, that was it. That though, there was more points in that, and whatever points she got off for the mistake, you know what I mean? Completely, and it just fit this beautiful arc on this season. I don't know. I just, I y- these storylines that you find that the show pushes. Uh, they can all go in a, a lovely little book. You can point to them every single time. And I, it was so cool to watch and so cool to be a part of that atmosphere where we went, ah, and then cheered. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the last episode of the season. They've got to like, they only have four queens. It, it's a familiar format. How are they going to have a climax to the season? And I think that, you know, that moment like that keeps everybody watching and gripped instead of like, eh, whatever, Shay's going to win. I'm going to get another drink. You know what I mean? Like, it, right. it's it's really at this point also like remembering like, you know, as we talked about whatever previous episode, like this is just a TV show. It's just a stupid TV show that they're making and they got a goop you cause it's the last episode. And so, um, yeah, this was a great way to the, do it. Yeah. I think about the meta of watching the finalists watching who won. 
Um, did you watch that? I I watched that? a couple. Like uh, watched. I saw like there was a little clip of like them them watching and Sonique seeing herself, mis- you know, fuck up and then seeing herself win. Yeah. And in that moment, I don't know. The meta-ness comes through for me because I'm like they're watching how they're editing it. Yeah. Because they didn't need to show that role. They could have shown Raja's reveal and they didn't. You know, like mm-hmm. there's things that they clearly aren't showing us and things that they are. And it was just an interesting reaction because none of them had a big, uh, they didn't have a big reaction to that moment necessarily. It wasn't this, you know, yeah, this I mean, big thing. Right. Like it's interesting watching that. You can kind of see Kylie's face drop of like, oh God. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, Oh no! I saw what happened when Ariel Versace stumbled. Oh, I'm fucked. I'm not gonna win. They showed that. Oh, they showed that. They showed oh, that. They kept that in. Yeah, they yeah. kept that in. Oh god, they made a thing of it. And I feel like Raja probably knew like a minute in. She's like, they have shown none of what I've done. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not going to win this season. And I don't know. I think Eureka knew from when she had that little talk with RuPaul. Like, RuPaul gave her the rosé speech in the final episode. So it was like, well, thanks for coming. We'll call you. Um, I thought it was uh, she did that to Ginger when it was like, you are the total package. Thanks for being here. I think there was like a bit of that with Ginger as well, but Eureka it felt very much like, well, you're, kid, you're just like, you're a star and you're going you're gonna to do great. So anyway, thanks. Um, and she has a hit TV show on HBO. Yeah, it's just like, and she's going to yeah. be fine. Absolutely. She's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you know, I do appreciate these kind of winners watching themselves, you know, the, the, the final four watching the win, because it is the other tough part about these episodes is, you know, that the reactions are all per- performed like. Right. It's so it's hard to really, you know, feel that. I mean, the reality is. We've only seen three genuine wins on RuPaul's Drag Race the first three seasons. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they've been performances. So, right. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I take that back. I mean, with Sasha Valores, did like, did they, did they film one of Peppermint winning that lip sync <laughs> in season I, nine? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Mary. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, they must have. They must have, right? Because they still have to preserve the. Yeah, they must have yeah, because it's live. That's yeah. right. Because they did show like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, anyway. Point being, I was so happy for Kylie, but I also was struggling with the fact that like, well, girl, here was your second acting challenge of the season. You know. Well, that's that's reality TV, and that's why you know some girls can do it, some girls can't, and I, you know, they they all were doing their job, right? They were all yeah. they were all doing their job. They were doing their job in the workroom. They were doing the job in the deliberation and untucked. That's what their job was. They had to like keep this uh, as interesting as can be. And I always struggle with finale episodes because it just seems like there's so much filler, and I normally love. Jamal Sims and I can just like thirst after uh-huh. him for you know whatever seven to ten minutes but it was a slog getting through that I'm like none of this matters why are they showing this I want to see them recording their vocals I don't want to hear you know you have to do the step routine and you have to do you know you have to be sexy and I, I it just I don't know I that it was it was that was harder for me I would have much rather seen you know the queens come back or there have been something else Throw a puppet mini challenge in there. God, like, yeah, sure. something. I agree. I think it really was. Uh, and not to take anything away from Jamal. but yeah, No, always, always happy to see Jamal. I always go to, uh, like, all of my codependence comes out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. Jamal. <laughs> I need emotional maintenance. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, yes. please uh, sort my baggage for me. I... I will say for Miss for Miss Love that if if I were to put something on a tote bag, that shot of Kylie with her hands on her ears and her eyes closed and like just like that contented smile when she wins mm. is kind of mm. a lovely moment. Um, I love that pose when somebody's happy and they put their hands on their ears. Uh, but you know, she looked great and that dress was really cool. And did you whose whose runway gown did you like the best? 
Oh, Ginger. I thought Ginger looked amazing. I just thought that was yeah. she just looked so good. And for yeah, as a queen Ginger looked the best. Yeah, as a queen who I normally like, ah pizza queen, I don't care what you look like. Um she it was like, no, you look fucking phenomenal. So I'm gonna give it to Ginger yeah. for the runway. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Ginger. And then Kylie, I think, is an unexpected second because I God, just just the punk of that. Like, just that it was intentional that way. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, and, and Raja looked gorgeous, and she made it, you know? Of and, course. And Eureka, Eureka's kind of sent up to Bob Mackie was fine. I just, um, I don't know. It was a little too much for me. Yeah, that kind uh, of drag. I mean, she's had a nude. A, yeah, she's had other looks that I've loved more than this one, you know? Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a good finale. It was as usual, kind of a slog to get there, but uh, I did appreciate the conversations with Rue and Michelle. The song was bad, but, you know, Raja's verse was great. I just like that it, it was so varied in, in terms of, like, who was doing the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and now it's uh, now it's over after all that. You know, it's funny. I feel like, to be honest... In the past, when we would finish a season, you know, we would, like I think of season nine, for example, we would have a whole episode of quotes and superlatives and memorable moments and looks. But it's like, there are so many seasons now. I'm like, girl, no time for nostalgia. We got to move, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Get in the car. Yeah. Like, take your pictures. We got to, we're on a schedule on this trip. So, um, so yeah, I mean, those are kind of all my thoughts on All Star 6. Good. Yeah. Uh, my takeaways from the season, I said it before, the impact of Kylie Sonique Love Hewitt, Michelle Geller Lang, and then the impact of Silky Nutmeg Ganache, I think are just so notable. Yes. So notable. And yeah. so lovely to see TKB shine this season and to be so uh, such a lovely example of an introvert and a sensitive person on television. And she will forever be my queen and my favorite. Yeah, yes. she was great. And really, yeah, it was. And I think the the iconography of Jan is is what it's morphed into. I mean, again, that mm. that, you know, entrance in that lip sync episode in the all black looking furious uh, between uh, that and adjusting her, her overalls. I am loving uh, this villainess story. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love, and I love Jan. I love Jan. And you know what? Leave me a bad review because I love Jan. Fine. I mean, you, God. You can't uh, say she's not entertaining however you see her. Like, it's entertaining. Yeah. It's fun. It's entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah. And she's, yeah. Have you ever seen her live? She's so good live, yeah. too. I mean, I don't know. Anyway. And she's in on the joke. Now. I think there's also that. It's yeah. like, it's kind of like if Chanel was aware of herself, you know? But part of a Chanel's <laughs> appeal is that she's like, what do you mean? I have 32 character illusions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I do love Chanel. I do, too. Oh, I do, too. Oh, man. Um, I feel like we should just, for anybody who's still listening, before we, we wrap things up, just a heads up on what's next. Our plans, because, you know, we've got a busy fall winter of, of drag race is and, and related drag, is that... Given the rough 2020-21 we've had, I think it's fair for us to start All Right Scary. I think we both agree it's fair to start All Right Scary a little early this year, which, as you may or may not know, is when we have some spooky movies, uh, you know, uh, to queen out on every week, a la Scream last year, which everybody seemed to enjoy. So we're going to be doing some All Right Scaries, and then, starting in October... We will be continuing the All Right Scaries all the way through the end of the month, but then we will be recapping Dragula Season 4. Dragula Season 4. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am very excited to go back to the boudoir and just kind of get into the book of the boules. I Yeah. No, that franchise is so good. I'm just so happy it's coming back. Um, the, the, the one thing that's happening, I think next week we're going to do a meet the Queens episode for, uh, the UK season three. Yes. Um, and then we'll begin our coverage, um, 
uh, with the first episode of uh, UK season three, whenever it airs. And then uh, we're moving that over to Patreon. Um, so that will be at the $5 level for the UK season three while we're doing Dragula on the main feed. Yep. And that's what we did for Dra- for Drag Race UK season two. So this is Correct. just uh, how we've been doing Drag Race UK is, is putting on uh, as a Matreon and... Um, you know, and if you don't want to become a Matreon, we may at some point release those for free, but it'll be much later. We have, uh, we are fortunate to have so many things to cover. So this is the best way Correct. for us to do it is to kind of tier it so we can get everybody. Because I'm just going to just mention this as we are aware that Canada's Drag Race is coming this year as well. So Yeah. No, we have that. We have Italy. I mean, there's so much coming and we need to put it in different places for sure because yeah. it's not we, – we can't just put out five episodes a week. Um, I don't think that would be sustainable for anybody. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, like, (laughs) if you don't like tangents, you will not like that. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, Uh, Well, any final thoughts, Mary, before we uh, go across the pond next week? I oh, my goodness. International travel. Um, uh, No, I have no thoughts. I am just going to get my as everybody knows, my absolutely atrocious british accent polished off and ready for for flight that's not british see how see how bad it is so um terrible terrible Terrible. f yeah f or as they say in england f it's true well uh mary get your sausage rolls ready we are coming for you um i yeah, no, that's that's all I have to say. Bitch, you know I live. Yeah. I'm going to take that with me uh, forever. I think Thank that you, one got Kylie. born. I think that one really yeah. got born. You never know it'll get born each season. And I'm... Bitch, you know I live. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, oh, you know what I wanted to say? My tote bag. It might not be a tote bag. It might be a t-shirt. I don't know. On one side of the tote bag is woe is me, and it's Kylie stumbling. And then on the other side is, wow, this is me. And she's posing on the floor. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice, that's a nice sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. I Woe like is that. me into wow, this is me. And there was a, another really great quote from this episode. Kylie had some wonderful, wonderful ways of talking about herself and her journey. And uh, it, it's what we need right now. Some positivity. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh Dare I say, bitch, you are aware that I appreciate. Uh, Okay, (laughs) great. Uh, Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this episode of Drag Race or this season, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary. You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com or tasteofreality.com slash AllRight-Mary. If you want, you can follow me on Instagram at JohnnyAlso or on Twitter at JohnnyAlso1. And, of course, you can get more of me and my other two podcasts. In the details, a celebration of nuance, new episodes coming back this week. Or, best supporting podcast, a celebration of best supporting actresses. And, of course, you can get more of both of us, including uh, so many things. Oh, my God. What gays quote. We're about to do a whole episode on male nudity from our catalogs. Um, and uh, Jersey Shore discussions, etc., and so forth, and of course, Drag Race UK season three. Um, all of that available at Patreon.com/slash All Right Mary. Lovely and Mary, we have a wonderful last chance lip sync for you this week to cap off our season in celebration of the great Kylie Sonique Love Hewitt Michelle Geller Lang. Uh, Colin, why don't you tell us what it is? Well, you know, as we uh, as we slide into the spooky season, as far as I'm concerned, and we celebrate Kylie Sinuke, Love Hewitt, Michelle Geller, Lang, <laughs> and we try to find a way to do both at the same time, I found the best way to do that was to mine the I Still Know What You Did Last Summer soundtrack and play us out with How Do I Deal by Jennifer Love Hewitt. Not Michelle Gellerling. Not Michelle Gellerling. And this song fits Mary. This, I mean, you you listen to this song, you're like, is she talking about she talking about Drag Race? Right, <laughs> right. What'd you say about Drag Race? Yeah, what'd you say about Drag Race? Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, helped a lot of lives. Yeah, thirteen seasons, seven all stars, <laughs> half a dozen <laughs> franchises. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> that's stuck. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, now that Ariel Versace's entered the chat, I think it's time for us to leave. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going to go now. I got to go to Wawa, get myself a hoagie. <laughs> Work on these wigs. Yeah, I got these Goodbye. wigs to work on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Marys. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening and uh, have a great week. Tat scenes. Every day I wake up to another day gone by. Nothing but the open road and the never ending why. Anything can happen, yeah, but nothing ever does.